Morty, give me a beat. Oh man, okay, all right. Um. Free, 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 free my soul. Just let it go. I wanna roam on my own. Just let it go. Free my soul. Just let it go. I cause a storm. All right, we are back. We are back. Episode 10 of the Built by Bailey's podcast. Evan Bailey, good afternoon. Top of the morning. Top of the afternoon to you, sir. Well, I said good afternoon, so it's afternoon. That's okay. <laughs> Tell me some slack, man. We are lower we are the bar for this, me. Yeah, we are running this podcast via Zoom. Uh, it's our first Zoom formatted podcast, so we're. Uh, Bear with us if I hit the wrong button, but we should be good to go here. It's it's pretty simple, even for the simple mind like me. So we should be we should be rocking and rolling today. Uh, super excited for our guest. Um, we want to shout out real quick to our two sponsors, Six Nine Design. Brian Scott, appreciate it. You guys can actually see the banner behind me today. This is what Brian Scott did for us for the Built by Bailey's logo. Um, pumped out a cool banner for me, and I will try and finish this wall. <laughs> so it doesn't look like it's just so, so you stop taking shit from me <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. for the yeah more than yep. anything so Evan shuts up yeah um trust me i'm a good contractor just don't hire me i'll just never finish me. anything i don't finish any project i start <laughs> um shout out to tom hardy with confluence sbc uh co-working space in lafayette colorado still killing the game especially during these covid times uh he's even got spaces and programs available for the uh, online learning. Um, he's got a whole setup there. So go to his website, confluencesbc.com, see what they've got going on. Certainly can have uh, options for you on the schooling side and even a break for the parents who are now working from home. So check that out. I wanna thank those guys a lot. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys and all your support for the, for the sponsorship that you're doing for us. Um, like I said, we are super excited to have our next guest on the podcast. His name is John Dawson. Uh, hooked up with John on Instagram a while back and been watching this guy absolutely blow up and crush it. Um, he is a contractor out in Texas, and he's also a real estate investor, and he's got a lot of stuff that's going on, cool stuff to share. Um, we will also plug – John, we'll plug your IG here at the end too, but you guys got to go follow him because the stuff he's even got on there is super cool. So – We'll get into it with John and find out what he's up to and kind of a little background on him. And, and uh, yeah, this should be fun. Be good. So, John, cool, cool. go ahead and tell us who you are, where you are. What you're about. <laughs> what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, don't, I mean, contractor, like you said, and uh, I'm in Texas, Central Texas, Waco, Texas, and everybody thinks, you know, Chip and Joe, HGTV and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, just – building homes, remodeling homes. Uh, we do investments. We were doing uh, uh, long-term uh, rentals, but now we're doing short-term VRBO, uh, um, Airbnb type rentals. Um, and yeah, I mean, we had a solid structure when we first started our company about, about three and a half years ago. And now we've kind of changed it a little bit. We're still maneuvering, trying to find what, what exactly it is that, that we do best. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I hate saying it, but jack of all trades. I mean, I'm crawling under houses one day and I'm framing up a cut and stack the next day. So a um, little bit of everything. I do a little bit of everything and then social media and all that other stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How long so you been what, doing this, man? Yeah. What's your, what's your background and everything like that? I mean, my dad, he, he owned flooring stores. So he did like, uh, he did, he sold carpet 
laminate, all that different stuff, hardwood. So my first job as a summer job was laying hardwood flooring when I was like 15 or something like that. So I was in these new builds and I hated flooring because I, I mean, no one likes laying flooring. I mean, you're on your knees, your back hurts, you know, there's no easy way to do flooring. So I hated it, but I, I love watching these, these buildings be built. Um, and then my dad did some real estate investing. Like he bought, like we, I'm originally from California. He bought places uh, in the Valley, super cheap, like, like, you know, maybe 15 to 20 units. And we would go in there and do bare minimum remodels and then we would rent them out. So I, I never thought I was introduced to it then because I never realized what we were doing. Um, but that's kind of originally how I got into just the whole home fixing, renovating, building and I guess subconsciously he instilled that in me. I didn't even know it was happening until after college. So, when um, did you, um, w- when did it go from working as a contractor to doing your, like, when did the switch happen? You know what I mean? Cause there's a, there's a shit ton of people out there laying flooring, doing yeah. all of that, but there's still a lot of people who say, well, I want to do more. I'm going to get off my knees or I want to get out yeah. underneath the house. Uh, when did you have a switch all of a sudden? It was probably like college because basically, so college, I bought my first, I bought my first house um, in college because I went to college in Kansas. So coming oh, from wait, California. Well, back wait, up. wait, wait, back up. Where in what Kansas? School? No, 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 <laughs> not Jayhawks. Oh, okay. Not Jayhawks. Yeah, no, don't. No, it was, it was a Kansas State. It, no, it was a private school, a uh, private university, uh, Ottawa University. It was right down okay. the street from okay. the Jayhawks. But no, sorry. We just want to sorry make sure you're sorry not to disappoint. Kansas State. <laughs> sorry to sure disappoint. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was um, Kansas State, it'd be like, and we're done. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your time. <laughs> 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 no, sorry, pri- private school, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere involved with that. Um, but I mean, you're, you're buying houses. I mean, the first house I bought was 30, I think it was like 30,000, like $31,000. Um, and I mean like the down payment was like six grand. I'm like, well, I don't know if I can say this, but I took my FAFSA return check and basically Mm -hmm. put it into the property. Um, and so I was living with a rent of like 280 bucks a month and I was paying like 900 a month for, for an apartment. So I was like, I can live in a crappy house for this. Um, fixed it up and then we sold it, uh, when we moved for like 185,000 and that's the mm-hmm. first time it like clicked. Cause I'd worked construction after high school before I went back to college, hated it. But when I did that side of it where I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, so like I can make the money on the back end and like, like, you know, p- potentially doing the work. I was like, mm-hmm. well, let me, let me start a construction company, do stuff for other people while I do stuff for myself. And that's yeah. kind of really when it clicked, like a business uh idea where i'm like well i'm gonna go try to turn this into something you know substantial rather than just me trying to afford my rent <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right 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 yeah, yeah because not every yeah not everybody somebody has to crawl under the house right yeah. this is kind of like um you know oh well this is kind of like uh, the argument for everyone going to college well somebody has to pick up the trash somebody has yeah. to change the hotel sheet somebody has to do this right but yeah. there are a group of people out there that say you know i feel like i'm smart enough or i'm willing to take the risk you know and i just don't know what risk to take or how to take that risk i don't know how to get started and it's something yeah. shane and i have covered quite a bit on this podcast just talking about that because shane yeah. and i have done uh, just a ton of different things, whether it's in this industry or whether it's restaurants or whether it was courting studios or consulting or whatever it was. But um, I think it's always, anytime we have guests on, uh, especially with someone like you who is, I mean, how old are you? 28. 28. 
I mean, Jesus, really? <laughs> Shank. Yeah. Jeez, I'm just feeling old. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I already – I tried to take a basketball goal down the other day, like with a sledgehammer, and I think I tore my tricep. You know, and it was just like mm, – you know, it's like – you remember 28, Shane? Um, but, no, dude, so uh, it's uh, – I think it's always so important when we have someone like you on the podcast just to kind of – even if it's that five minute snippet of this is when it clicked, this is how I did it, right? Whether yeah. it was successful or not. I think it's just yeah. so critical for any listener to hear because there's not really a way to do it. Yeah. But, but um, more that you get to hear those stories, um, it's just like, all right, well, that one sounds similar to mine. So, I mean, yeah. so since you started doing that, right, was yeah. it pretty much at that point you were like, all right, I'm going to do another one? I mean, I'm so interested in that turn from where you are now to kind of how that went? I mean, it, the hard thing was, so I went to school for football, right? And that's, that's, what, that's where a lot of things, and I've talked to a lot of kids about this, is when you're a football player and you're on scholarship, you know, you get stuck in this mindset of like, well, I'm going to go pro, you know, or mm-hmm. I'm going to be a personal trainer or I'm going to be a coach. or I'm, You have all these different jobs mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, you know uh, bunny trail off of this, you know, play sports. So for me, like, you know, when I waited around for six months to, you know, finally have my agent call me with, you know, a team, I was sitting there like ha- having already flipped, you know, the house in Kansas, I was sitting there back in California waiting. And I was like, why am I waiting when I know I can do this? And, and then I started playing out like, you know, if I get a sprained ankle and I get dropped for minicamp, all these different things to where mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I, I'm tired of putting my fate in everyone else's hands the worst case scenario is I, ju- I jump on another one and I completely fail and I'm sitting around waiting for six months anyway. So right. a lot of people, when, before they jump into it, they want to do all this extensive research. And during those six months, all I was doing was research. I was reading audio book or listening to audiobooks. I was watching YouTube videos. I was reading books. I was watching uh, pretty much anything I get my hands on, on how to do real estate, you know, mm-hmm. legitimately, you know, getting my CPAs in line, getting all the structure like planned out. Um, and finally, I'm like, why not just do this instead? Like, I mean, you look at all these people who have built, you know, generational wealth, real estate's plugged in somewhere, somewhere. Right. So yep. I'm like, screw this. Mm-hmm. If I play football mm-hmm. for a year, I'm probably going to put my money into real estate even at the end of it anyway. Right. So I just, I just dove into it and basically said, look, it, whatever I'm doing now, sitting here completely broke, isn't working. So at least I could uh, fail at something, learn, and still be sitting here broke with experience rather than just sitting here broke for no reason. So right. I think the biggest thing is just realizing like what is really there. I had it easy because I didn't have that, you know, nine to five job that was paying all my bills already. I didn't have that family that was fully dependent on my, my income solely. So I kind of did have it easy in the sense of I could afford to fail pretty hard and it wouldn't really affect me. So that was kind of the, the blessing. Yeah. Of guys there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, I, Evan and I, we, we cut our teeth in the same, we kind of had that same feeling when we started starting mm-hmm. out, you know, flipping homes. It was kind of like the first one, the, ironically, the first one got us on TV, um, <laughs> but we lost mm-hmm. our ass on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to chalk it up to, well, if we were to go back to school to learn more of this part of the business, then we would have had to pay, you know, if we're going to school, we we're paying mm-hmm. tuition somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, we, we, slap that chunk of change down to that was kind of our, our, our tuition that we had to pay to kind of learn. Mm-hmm. We did learn a lot on that one, you know, both of us coming from different backgrounds. Um, I was a, I'm a real estate agent as well. So nice. I kind of brought yeah. that construction and real estate together. Evans. Um, 
I would I would say Evan, you know, formally. Oh, this will be fun. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, this will be let fun. Me, let me let me let me mold you real quick. <laughs> go for it. I'll just sit back. Evan, okay, if good. they had a degree in silver tonguing, this dude should have a PhD. Like he's that's a, he's, right. He is, he is a fantastic business person, but because of his way that he relates to people, he literally can sell anything to you anytime he wants. And it's going to sound like a good idea, right? Yeah. But we don't <laughs> always joke, like, you got to use your powers for good, not evil. That's right. You got to be careful. You got to be really careful. And, and, and I think because of the skill sets we brought together, it was just like this really perfect marriage. We thought from day one, look what's happening. We're going to kill it. You know, it's, yeah. this is perfect. And you go mm -hmm. through it, you know, the TV company calls you, we want to film it, this, all this stuff. And at the end, you know, womp, 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 this shit falls out and yeah. we end up losing yeah. our ass on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, well, shh, do we do it, do we but do then, it again? <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it's a- uh, Back on the horse. Yeah, right. you really think about not necessarily, and we talked about this before, Shane, it's not really knowing what to do. It's doing enough that eventually you know what not to do. Exactly. Right. I know not to do this again. Right. So if yep. we just start stockpiling this information on what not to do every time you try something again, it's just like you're whittling down and this like the propensity to hit this target gets higher and higher each time because you're just right. avoiding the mistakes um, and, and eventually think, you do it. I think that's huge, too, because because there was I mean, like I said, I researched for, for quite a while, maybe not as long as some, but there's things that you'll never learn reading. I mean, like, you know, everybody says totally. books, book smart, street smart, real estate investing is something that there's so many scenarios that can be thrown at you. Um, I mean, purely just on the construction side and unforeseen. Um, but then you got to go on the management management side, the contractor side, the money side, mm -hmm. the bank side, the, the, the market side, the real estate selling mm -hmm. side. There's so many different things that can go wrong or go right that no matter how much research and, and studying you do, you're never going to feel prepared. I mean, I talk about this all the time with a lot of friends of, you know, people get really scared when they're about to get married. And they're like, why am I so scared? Like, I've known this person forever. It's like, because you've never been married before. You've heard about it. You've talked about it. It's something that you've never done before. And yep. until you do it, you're going to have, you can't, you can't play out every scenario. So mm -hmm. real estate investing is one of those things where you can, you, you need to do your due diligence and research. But I mean, at some point, like the hardest part, but the most important part is just diving into something. And like you guys said, I did the same thing with my first one. I was like, if nothing else, this is going to be my, my tuition, my hands on mm -hmm. internship mm -hmm. to, to flip a house. And if it mm -hmm. fails, it's literally the same price as me going to some That's right. school. So as long as you approach it. it that way, you exactly. know what I mean? as long as you look at it that way and say, listen, if I make no money here, if I break even, or I make a little bit or not as much as I thought, or I lose my ass, right? It's yeah. like, okay, well, that doesn't mean you don't do it. Right. That yeah. just means that you need to sit down, take a look at your mess for a little bit, figure out what went wrong, figure out how you could try it differently the next time. And then you try it again. And if as long as you're willing to go back and take a look at the mess and pick it apart a little bit and spend some time kind of intellectualizing the process, then, man, you're well on your way. Right yeah. now, it just becomes almost like this process of attrition. How long will you do this until all of a sudden it works? Right. Yeah. How much money do you have to How do much this? money do you have? How much you are on the street. You better learn in, fast because people won't give you money that right. long. That's yeah. What yeah. 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 In yeah. a way, it's like a weed out class, though. I mean, you kind of think about the same way as school, if you keep talking about that, is a lot of people can get into it. They're, they have the, at least the willingness to try it once, right? But if they get burned, most of those people 
are like, cool, that was yeah, too much. it's I like can't psych handle it. my stomach hurts and they're yeah, gone. So that because it know, hurts that, no that matter really, how much. Oof. Oh, mm-hmm. it's not it's not something that like you know we're talking about it like you just you know you just gotta go back and look at your mistakes. But in that moment, we can all attest to the fact it, it's. I mean, you sit at home at night just being like, like you know, maybe it's not maybe I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it sucks, but it, it's, if you're willing to learn from your mistakes, if you're humble enough to be like, eh, like, you know, there's a lot to be learned here and I'm excited about the learning. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. when you're in, in the trades, when you're in what we do, I feel like the path to learning is almost more exciting, at least for me, than mm-hmm. the actual success. Like every time I do something, every time I do a build or I, I mean, you, I, I know Shane's seen me on Instagram. Like I had to frame up these, um, these hip, um, hip valleys or these uh, valley rafters that I'd never done before. And they were super long, like two by 12s. And I had no idea how to do it. And everyone's right. like, hang in there. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm saying, I don't know how. And I'm excited. Like, don't quit. John. Yeah. Like don't quit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you're, you're taking this wrong. Like I'm super stoked to be doing this. Cause as soon as I walk away, I know I'm going to have this value and this information. So if you have that mindset of like, no challenge is too much because you're going to walk away with so much outside of money then that money doesn't hurt so bad when you lose it. Right, right, you know right. I mean. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is, it's, it's so hard, though, because, Shane, you're like that. I mean, I'm not as much I'm, I'm like, like what? that. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, like the weed-out class. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. People come gotta, work yeah, for I you, and you weed them out. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I mean is this, the excitement to learn. Yeah. going through the process i mean e- even back when we first started it was kind of like hey let's let this guy do xyz and you're like no man don't let, let me fucking let me do, do it. it i want to <laughs> do it i'm like yeah but i want it to look good and you're like oh dude i'm gonna take that as a challenge you know um and i'm more excited about uh so john i'm more of the uh, i sit it up at night until three in the morning and i'm trying to think about how uh, shipping container construction could change the way mortgages work. So that way we could put low income people into property through a process that doesn't require down payment. Like I spend all my hours thinking about these kind of things, you know? <laughs> and, and so I'm the guy that calls Shane up usually the next day uh, and say, all right, listen to it. I know this sounds crazy. I'm going to get bank X to, to agree to this. We're going to get the right people involved. And what we're going to do is then we're going to deed the land over. So then we're going to do a property improvement, which puts them in a refi position. And then we're going to, and he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, that sounds like a good, no, no, man, I've already talked to the bank. We got a conference call like in an hour. Dude, time out, you know, like, so I'm more excited. Yeah, I'm more excited about the, um, you know, uh, well, Shane will attest to this. I show up on the job site with flip flops. Yeah. You know, what yeah. I mean, he's just like, yeah. and I'm like, ah, no, man, you guys are doing stuff. All right, this looks awesome, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to go make some other stuff happen. Um, yeah. And that's the thing that kind of gets me going about this. But that's where Shane and I, and we took a four year hiatus because we went the wrong direction. We ended up, you know, we had Bailey Custom Homes the way we used to have it, and then um, oh, make sure this is still going there. Come yeah. back. Um, it was we had it going and then we thought that we wanted to diversify our business portfolio right right? so we buy a a coffee shop and then we go in on a restaurant and then those things became such time sucks that we kind of had to say listen i'll go do the i'll i'll do the bulk of the restaurant and the coffee shop stuff you go and it's just like dude we uh we didn't manage our time very well um and we i think 
the opportunity to do something was more intoxicating than the actual, you know, how does this fit into the larger picture of our overall business platform? And that really, then it became, how do we unpack this with as little damage as possible? Right. How do we get back out of the restaurant And the restaurants packed, right? It's just like, but it's not making us money yet, even though it's packed and it's like, man now we got to get back out of all of these things and you know and it it was it's such a fragile stage at that point that if one thing went wrong then the the house of cards would come tumbling down and it's exactly what happened yeah we ended up losing our investors money for the housing uh uh, for the real estate stuff Mm -hmm. and it was like holy shit man we gotta start from scratch but now we got this restaurant we got this coffee shop and you know, we got all these other things going on. So we needed to hit the reset button. And that reset button, Shane, what, what do you say? Four years? Yeah, I was trying to think. Of I mean, damn near four years. Off, almost four about years. About four or five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it, was a good, it was a good kick in the junk for sure. I mean, it's, we talk about, you know, learning from your mistakes and learning along the way. But that's one of those, you know, one of the reasons I started doing like the social media stuff is to kind of like, slow down some of the younger bucks from making some of those mistakes right it was just like wait you need to cut your teeth and you need to have you know sort of this you know fraternity you know influx of punishment but at the same time there's like you don't need to do that like that was just stupid when our egos i think started to kind of inflate a little bit you get real cocky when you get real good at something yeah. And you kind of, you can get complacent with it. And I Bite think some of that was kind of like, oh, I can take mm-hmm. on more. I can take on more. What, why, why not? We can do all of this. And some of that needs to be kind of, you know, curtailed a little bit. And, you know, especially saying, I want to show people there's the right way to hustle. And then there's a wrong way to kind of go out there and do some of that stuff. And, and not everybody should have to go through some of that. Cause it was, I mean, Evan and I were both literally almost like we talked about shitting in buckets at a point, like we made all this mm-hmm. money and where did yeah. they go? You know, yeah. it was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, what do we do? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I can attest that. to that yeah. because I, I honestly, as of right now, this very moment, I'm kind of in that situation because I started Dawson Co. Homes or first I started Dawson Co. Renovation. Um, we did the first Airbnb that we did in, in, in Texas, crushed it. I mean, just amazing. I mean, bringing in tons of money. We're like, that's great. We're going to do another one. And then we dive into another one and it was just a complete, like we just, we basically just put everything back into it and then things went wrong and we're like, Oh crap. Like we did too much. And then we had three other construction jobs going. We only had one crew. So I bit off all this stuff thinking that I wanted to be this, you know, this uh, um, real estate investor, this Airbnb owner, build this empire, but I'm also going to be doing um, custom builds and custom remodels for all my other clients. Mm -hmm. And so I, I I dove in on all this stuff and then like, you know, callbacks weren't happening as quick as I should have been doing them. Mm -hmm. And I I started Mm -hmm. just trying to panic. So I sat down called all the people and then I wouldn't talk to him for like a week. And I'm like, this is not going well. Um, and it was basically this thing where it's like, well, you want to have your next big thing in the works before the last thing stops. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can't do that and neglect the thing that you haven't quite finished yet because then you're jumping onto the net. And so you have this yep. unfinished train of, of, of projects and, and opportunity because, you know, like you said, people want to hustle. They, like everybody knows from my Instagram, I love to hustle. I love to be out working. I'm working every single day. But like you said, there's a smart way to do it. And then there's a detrimental mm-hmm. way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, we just kind of figured that out the last probably, I can't believe we're almost done with 2020. So the, <laughs> the last year, let me out, get me out of here. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but for yeah. the last year, we've been kind of revamping. We've been stepping back. We've been doing more of our own work, our own Airbnbs um, and, and focusing on 
what our real game plan is, like you said, what's really going to be our structure moving <laughs> forward. Um, so I can attest, it, it really, it hits you quick. Every, everything's hunky-dory, and then you look back and you're like, I just blew it. And like, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Shane and I were just talking about this the other day. It's, it's, I always look for similarities and things. I, 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 I say this all the time to people. I really feel like there are Which 10... would make you a good options trader, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yes. I know. I know you want me to do that because my background is banking, by the way. Too, oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. Kind of um, so yeah. So it's like I I think there's actually ten universal problems, and they just end up manifesting themselves. No matter what it is, whether it's business or personal or environmental, there's probably like ten ten actual problems. I don't know what they are. I'm still been trying to figure this out. There's just <laughs> they just manifest differently everywhere, right? Well, one of the things that in business-wise that I see, it always seems to be the death sentence, to me at least, is when you don't do one thing really well, right? And then you try to do other things. I, like fast food's a good example of this. Um, you know, like Raising Cane's Chicken, right? You go to, I was telling Shane the other day, you go to a Raising Cane's Chicken and all they have on their menu is chicken fingers. That's it. You can't get a salad. You can't get nothing. They do chicken fingers really well. They won't even give you ketchup. You're like, hey, can I get ketchup? You can get our raisin cane sauce. I know. But can I get some ketchup? No, we don't do ketchup. Really? What do you mean you don't do ketchup? They only do that. And there's a line around the building, right? And I'm, I'm watching like Chick-fil-A grow and do all their franchising and stuff. And I really feel like they're making a, this is just my opinion, by the way, but I feel like they're making a critical mistake where they built that brand on a few things, a uh, certain ideology, really good chicken sandwiches, and that's what they do, right? The, I mean, the whole beginning marketing platform was, you know, the cow, we don't even do beef, right? It's like, we just do chicken and we do it amazing, right? And with good service, built around a certain ideology and it was packed and it was easy to franchise. But now they're doing breakfast. Now they're adding all these different menu items. You're like, whoa, 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 dude. Which the breakfast, don't... by the way, is not that good. I'll just... <laughs> I, have a, I have a Chick-fil-A down the street. The breakfast is not that good. That's they exactly done my it. point though. That's they what I'm saying. It. Like, don't even get in the breakfast game. You yeah. do this, you own this market so well, right? That don't start watering it down. Don't start complicating things. Don't start overextending yourself. It's like if you're a restaurant, this is like always my advice to some of the restaurant. If you're going to open up a restaurant, tell me two things that you do really, really well. The rest, mm -hmm. everything else, fuck it. Like, don't yes. even worry about it. You know, if you do biscuits, then do biscuits, man. Make biscuit sandwiches, biscuit burgers, biscuit, and everything is biscuits. And then just crush the biscuits, you know? And it's the same thing. It's like there's so much similarity in what you're saying with where you guys got when you're all of a sudden doing the, you know, the VRBOs yeah. and Airbnbs, you try to pick up other stuff and I'm going to try to do this stuff. Shane and I got caught in that same trap. Mm. You know, it's like, well, let's start doing all this stuff. And pretty soon what you did really well starts to suffer. Yeah. You, it, it takes longer. You become over budget. You make compromises that you never would have made just because you need something completed. And it's like everything starts watering down. And it's like, how do you take something that you do really, really well and then scale it? And at that point, when it's so functional that you get your time back and you have all the capital, now look at putting your capital into something else. See, I don't, yeah, and that's, that's, that's where I feel like people get crushed. Right? It, it, it really, it really is. I, I'm, I'm kind of going, I, I've, 
like the Airbnbs is something that we're making great money off mm-hmm. of, and mm-hmm. it's simple and we, we have our structure, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, is getting that well-oiled machine going to where you now, you now have it so honed in and, and perfected that your time is now back in your own hands. That's right. And then you can start going out and doing and other then stuff. Then you can do something. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's that a is trap. Exactly people get crushed, man. Yeah, yeah. They get a little bit of momentum. They get going a little bit and they say, let's do more, right? And yeah. then the, the gusto, the entrepreneur in that person comes out. But it's like yeah. almost at the wrong time, right? Yeah. It's like it's I'm always willing, at the wrong time. It's always there. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Which part of the definition of an entrepreneur, like fire ready aim. You know, it's like yeah, which is a little Hanked. bit me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I um it's uh I just think it's critical advice for somebody. It's like, you know, just your time is so valuable and um if it if you don't have enough time but you have the desire to do more, then what you got to do is take what you're doing now and figure out how to make it extremely efficient, right? Or make it streamlined or make it so it's easier to manage. So that way the capital is coming in, but you're getting this time reserve built back up so you can start evaluating new things. Yeah. Um, but just having all the energy and the gusto to go for it. It's like, dude, that's what makes you an entrepreneur, but just pump it for a minute. Right. I just and right. and and having a having a, a infrastructure is huge because that's something I'm still working yep. on because I've been that guy's if you want it done right you do it yourself. Um, yep. That's not scalable in any way. No, ma- no right. matter what you can do, you can't scale. I, I'm, I'm everywhere because I no one has the eyes that I have. No one has the attention to detail that I have. So I just assume that it's easier for me to do it myself the entire mm-hmm. time. But you really have to, and it's going to take you more time, and it's probably going to take you more money. But mm-hmm. you have to invest in someone who is going to be your second half. That's going to be the one that goes and starts doing things. Because mm-hmm. not only do you create a helper, you create someone that can create another helper down the road. And mm-hmm. that's something where I messed up where I was like, well, you know, it's fine. I can still handle totally four projects myself. Yep. And then you have a great fifth one come in and then yep. your wheels start wiggling and yep. the whole thing pops yep. off. And, yep. and then you're sitting there one man with, with some guys that are just crew members and you have no one to put your wheels back yep. on and it's, yep. it's a dangerous place to be. I can, I can speak from, from experience. Yeah, I've done the same thing, man. I, I, I was, I'm, I'm still the same way. I mean, I even do that, like trying to teach my kids some of this stuff. My wife's always like, well, how are they going to learn if you don't let them do it? You know, it's, it's, yeah. I've doing that. I've been doing that for years. It's just, I just have this there. I certainly, I know I have trust issues with people. I mean, I've been burned in the past. I'm sure all of us have, but it, it's one of those like, but, yeah, I'll let you do it, but then I have to come back and redo it. Exactly. Instead of just giving that person the opportunity, like just let them do it. I mean, maybe they'll actually be able to do it really well, and you might be surprised. And I finally got that way with one of my guys, Josh, who's just about as as detail oriented a person I've ever worked with in my life. <laughs> this is Josh I mean, that came and worked on my house. Josh, Josh? Edwards, yeah, Josh yeah. Edwards. Shout out to Josh yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's he's off on his own now, and he's trying. Wow. He's working his way towards getting his own GC license and starting his mm-hmm. own company and. I've been kind of helping him through that process with bringing him in on other projects to kind of like get him that extra experience. But when Josh first started out, he was brought in by another guy that was working for me and I won't mention names, but he's like, just, you know, just tell Josh, you got tons of work for him and you'll start him at 18 bucks an hour. And I'm like, sounds like that guy that's kind of got a little experience, but he's going to need to be brought along. That's okay. Younger guy. Um, He came in, and he just, you know, whatever I told him to do, he'd do it. He didn't, he didn't complain nothing. I'm like, yeah, I need to get yeah. that back room shopped act. And, and, and then we got to bring the lumber in. He's like, cool. Not having any idea Josh's background. 
he literally been working in this field since he was like nine years old. His dad was a GC. Um, never told me one time, you know, his background or I, you know, he didn't brag about his skills, yeah. nothing. And then they come to a couple jobs and I'm like, God, man, I gotta, I gotta get this done, but I don't have the time to go set the tile myself. So I got to call, you know, one of my tile setters and they were booked. And, you know, one day finally I was like, I know how to set tile. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, I, okay, yeah, shop I, vac guy. I, I don't want to, you know, you, you've been, you've been Everyone doing knows well how to here. Set tile, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone can set tile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, I don't have the time to be here with you, helping you mm -hmm. through it. He's like, no, I, that's one of the, that's one of my skills is setting tile. I've been sending you into the shop vac. Dude, I, I swear to God, the first thing I remember saying to him was like, listen, man. If I let you do this this part of the job and it comes out phenomenal, I'm gonna be pissed. One, because we didn't have a conversation early enough about what other things you can do. And two, I've been paying you 18 bucks an hour and you're running around just shop back and sweeping and hauling lumber. <laughs> when I could have had you here doing all the shit I didn't have time to do. Right. <laughs> so I was like, he's like, just turn me loose on it, please. Just yeah, yeah, just yeah, exactly. So I turned him loose on it and, and he's a phenomenal tile setter. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, He's not, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but I like the speed that he works at. There's some guys that work super fast, but you're just like, man, but there's a few things we got to tidy up here. I don't like it. There's some guys you know, that work super slow, but he's right there. And, and, and it turns out Josh can frame Josh. He's a journeyman geez. electrician. He's I'm like, what the, f how, how did, did we you not, not this mention this? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. was able to trust somebody. And I got him to the point where I literally could, I was in, and that's, it flipped on me. And I was in the office all the time on the phone all the time. He's out in the field. He turns into my construction supervisor, but my mistake with Josh was instead of letting him continue to grow and, and, you know, move up that rank, he's out there trying to do all the work and manage other guys. And he yeah. got overwhelmed. And I realized there's where his weakness was. He's not, he's not that guy that can multitask in that fast. And if he's working on, on one piece of a project, he needs his full Beyond attention that. on that, right? He yeah. can't be managing other people. He gets overwhelmed too easily. So yeah. listening, learning, paying attention to the guys that you bring in, but you have to have that trust. And you're right. You can't, you can't scale anything <laughs> if you're the guy saying, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Eh, I'll do it. You know? You, know, you know what Josh is like? <laughs> and I know John doesn't know Josh. Josh to me is like the, the uh, movie version of a serial killer. <laughs> like, like, oh, geez, that doesn't make him sound like a good dude. <laughs> what? No, he's like, you know how, like, when they're about to like chop up a body, they like spend a good hour with the classical music on, setting up all the tarps. You know what I mean? And he's getting out, he's sharpening all the tools. Yeah, Dexter, whistling. Yeah, very Dexter. Like, so I remember he was working on. Uh, I'm kind of like in a live-in flip right now. Uh, one I couldn't do, but we bought with family and fixing up about ready to get out of here. And I had Josh coming to do my bathroom. And it was just kind of, I like walk in and he's got like, I need 45 minutes to set it up in here. Kevin. And I'm like, set what up? He's got like his thermos and the mug and he's got like jazz playing. He's got all the lights in the right. I'm like, dude, when you get inside, he's like, I got to get my area set. Yep, I'm just like, right. that's what I mean. like, you're like a movie star serial killer, dude. Just, that's, uh, you're a that's good though. That's the attention killer. to detail. Yeah. No, it, it is, really it wants is. to get oh, done. Oh man, 100%. Yeah, yeah I, I, we've joked about him actually this 
kind of crazy we've talked about him twice on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. we should have him on so we just don't talk about him. But I'll I literally back, had yeah. to go to him and just be like, Josh, I'm fine with that finish. <laughs> I know, but it's just like it's really bugging me. I'm like, no, 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 listen, man, listen, man. I'm fine with that finish, right? Um, I bought this house for so cheap. Nobody cares about that bull nose in that closet, <laughs> right. right? Nobody cares. I just, it's good, man, you know? Uh, my money is in this getting finished, not necessarily yeah, right. like, that bull nose. Yeah, yeah. I need to get you uh, yeah. out of here. I tease him, man. He did great work, dude. He did, he did awesome. Yeah, he's a good you tease, know, man. I think it's, John, you said something that kind of uh, made me think of something where it's like, and I've had this conversation with other people before uh, where they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, don't do a job that you wouldn't be willing to do yourself, you know, that kind of thing. And that, you know, I just feel like at times people can't do it as good as I can. So I kind of, I kind of take over, right. I kind of do it. Mm -hmm. And when you think about scaling it up or doing more business or, or taking on more work, that there's this recognition that, you, well, I got to let go of it and let other people do it. Right. But, you know, I'm a hundred percent the same way. I mean, I'll sometimes if I I'll grab a rake out of someone's hand, mm -hmm. like listen, man, just like let me just sh at least show you right yeah, how to yeah. turn the rake upside down if you're gonna push the dirt, like you know. Um, <laughs> but I will say this though, there there is a, sounds like you really got a problem with the way people rake. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'm the serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's like, bro, you're paying me eight bucks an hour. Can I just rake the dirt? <laughs> no, no, come on. You can still do it right. This Have is how you integrity. do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had somebody tell me once, uh, a supervisor of mine at this bank, and I said, listen, Evan, you're right, but that's what makes you be this person in this position, right? So the, you do do it better than everybody else, but that's why – you have the entire state of Colorado to manage, you know, mm -hmm. that's why you do that, right? If, if Elon Musk sat down and said, well, I just have to do it because no one does it as good as me. Well, yeah, no shit. You're Elon Musk, yeah. right? So at a certain point, there's this recognition that, yes, you have to allow people to not do it as well as you because otherwise you're never going to have, you know, a fleet of Cause, Teslas cause out there. You were that yeah. person at some point. I mean, we all were that person yeah. at some point. Mm -hmm. My first job, they were pissed at me because I couldn't cut straight. And I mean, we've all like, it, it, that's the, that's the thing that's no, totally. It's, it's frustrating because you know, you, especially when you start your own company and you're new every, every hour that you're paying them 10, 12, 18 bucks an hour to you as a business owner. I know as myself, that's a ton of money. You know, that's, that's money that I could be doing it myself and paying for groceries, you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff because every penny counts. Um, so in the moment, you're like, well, I could do it myself and pay myself the $18 and that's my money in my pocket. Mm. In the moment, that's, that's technically true, mm -hmm. but you just lost yourself that one full month of training someone and building them that's up right. to give you your time because your time is way more worth, way, mm -hmm. worth way more than that right. $18 an hour. Right. So I guess what really bit me in the ass, to, to be honest, in the beginning was that I'm starting a new company. The family needs every dime that we can get to pay for our bills. So I was like, well, I'll just do it and I'll hire somebody when I need them down the road. And then I got all those jobs lined up and I needed to have that person, like you said, that didn't do it as good as me to be doing better by that time. But I hadn't even started. Training. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you really gotta, it's, I wish I knew it before. Yeah, and, <laughs> and what's, what's crazy is where, yeah. does that, uh, where does that threshold end? Because there are certain things raking <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably better at raking, right? 
but, yeah, but at a certain that. point, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, all yeah. you, all you, bro. Yeah, but I've earned <laughs> to not rake. <laughs> but there are things that I can't say that about now because the bar just keeps getting raised, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, at one point, I wasn't the best raker, right? But now, like, give me the rake, I can do it better than everybody. But you got to let go of that because there's something else you're not the best at yet. And eventually you get to a point where it just keeps scaling up and up and up and everything below you is stuff you got to let go of. Of course, you're going to be better than everybody because you've already done it all. Right. But there's this thing right here that someone's better at you at and you're going to need advice and you're going to be that person for that guy, you know, or that girl. Right. And it's just it's just this kind of recognition that it's not necessarily don't do work you wouldn't do yourself. It's more like don't do work that you wouldn't at least consider doing yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. At a certain point, you got to kind of let that stuff go um, yeah. and realize where you're at in your like professional acumen or your business acumen is like, where am I at right now? What do I actually do? When do I need to grab the rake? And when do I need to give the rake to the other person and show them how to rake? You know what and I mean? And you make it sound so simple, hard, but that man. is hard. That is a it's hard, hard thing dude. to do. That's it's the biggest step. Hard, you get yeah. to a point where you're elite in your skill sets. You're elite at running your business. You're, you know, you can you can walk into a job in whatever it is in whatever industry, and you know you're going to crush it. But the problem is, you can't continue to scale it and crush it and make more money if you're the only guy doing it. And that's where I see mm-hmm. a lot of guys in this industry, especially fail, is. They try and hold on to that one, you know, that one man shop mentality with a helper who's never really learning. I mean, my first boss was like that. He never let me do shit. I mean, I was, yeah. I worked for like three years. Get the I'm tools like, out of the truck. Set me up. I don't even know what I, like, you, he's always to do this and this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, all I know how to do is rake and, and, and dirt. Like, what do you want me to right? do, man? I haven't, you haven't trained me to do anything for three years. Like, what do you want me to do? And that, yeah. that big, that next step is the biggest one is you go from, having all those skill sets to now you got to be an educator and that's a yeah. really, really hard job. And on that's your dime. Guys fail. On your dime. You are yeah. paying to and train on your somebody. You're the professor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's lot. the hardest part is, is, is learning. Now you got to learn a new skill set and that's becoming an educator. And yeah. I think that's where that, that, that kind of failure happens in, in, in a lot of industries is that people are just aren't good at explaining you know, how they do it because they're so good at it to another person in order to be able to take on the skills that you have learned how to do and, yeah. and pass them on to somebody else. I mean, you mm-hmm. look at like examples of that would be like, well, like Magic Johnson trying to be a coach, you know, <laughs> phenomenal basketball player. And he sucked <laughs> as a coach. Like he could yeah. not, he couldn't tell you how he played because he didn't know it just, that's just what he did. But the guys that were successful at that, or are successful at that. I think about like someone like, you know, Gary V who's comes out and he worked his way through all these things and basically taught himself how to build businesses and make money. And now he's all he's doing out there is teaching people how to do it. Right. Just That's same all three things now. over and over and over and over. Oh, same damn three things <laughs> over and over again. Making another mother of money, yes. right? Yes. But, right? But it's like, right. it seems so simple to us because we've run down that same road with yeah. him. But to most people, you know, I'm, t- I'm thinking like the 18 to 22 year olds yeah. really is the most, even a well, little bit younger. That repetition that. is that realizing mm-hmm. like, I mean, when you focus on the key points of any of anything, regardless of what you're doing, if you just ingrain and that's what the, when all my guys from the beginning, I'm like, look, I don't care if you don't know a single thing. I need hustle. If you can yep. give me hustle, if you don't give me talk back. And I had a kid that worked for me for, I mean, probably about a year. And I said, I don't 
care what your skill sets are. I just want, if I ask you to do something, go do it. If you don't know, ask questions. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. And, and I think human nature, when you're in a job like that, you don't want to ask questions because you feel like you're not worth your salt or whatever. But I'm like, look, man, I need you to, and he never, and he just time and time again, he wouldn't ask questions. He would, I would mm-hmm. say, Hey, go do this. He wouldn't ask me questions. Cause it's not, oh, I was, I told him it wasn't my job to teach him without me knowing I didn't know. Like, hey, I need you to go cock these, you know, these, uh, these battens, make them look good. I come back at the end of the day, he's done like four of them. I'm like, did you not know how to do it? He's like, well, I thought, and I'm like, just ask. So it's one of those things where I should have taught, but I don't like overteaching because I don't like demeaning anybody and, and right. assuming you don't know how to do basic tasks. But I also, it was my fault for assuming that someone would know how to do that. So it's just this real thing because I've, I've also had other guys where I've taught them stuff for like, yeah, I know how to do it. And some of them do and some of them don't. So it's, it's been really difficult. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm still working through it. I have guys that are already skilled that are easier for me to kind of roll with. Mm-hmm. But starting from scratch, it's hard because you don't want to overtrain. You don't want to demean. You don't want them to you know, hate you because you treat them like they're a toddler. But then you also don't want to give too much freedom to where you get nothing done and then you just get That's frustrated right. with them. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. well, why are you even here? Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. some of those are you just, you're just going to fail at. I mean, because, yeah, yeah, you don't want to micromanage, but, you want, but you're also responsible for the overall project or the overall concept or the overall, you know, finished product. It is yeah. ultimately your name on the product. You put it into your portfolio or, or you put it on your Instagram or whatever it is. And so, uh, but, yeah, there's just this weird balance that has to happen where you're, you're doing – the right things more often than doing the wrong things. And whether that is maybe I should just let the guy rake or maybe I should show him how to rake. Well, that might just depend on the guy. You know what I mean? Um, Or what does it really matter? Right. What can I let go of? Is this a battle I want to fight? Yeah. Is this Uh, really where I should be spending my time when you know, the cabinets are getting set. Should I be out there worrying about the guy raking the yard that we're just going to put sod in? You know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, figuring out where your, where your battle is or where your opportunity is. Yeah, it's tough, man. Um, hey, let me ask you, t- talk about what you're doing with the uh, Airbnb and the VRBO rental. Are you building? No. Are you, are you flipping to then just have rental property? So we're, we're buying we're so it's basically i mean you it would basically be like um a long-term rental investment where you okay. basically we buy like um we we have actually i'm our house is on the same lot as a, as an airbnb we're actually finishing up right now and i mean it's an old 40s home we just buy it we remodel it um with a little bit different intention in mind so we can save a little money on the remodel and then uh, we just we just put it up on on vrbo we keep it uh, we refinance, so it's kind of like a burst strategy, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, we refinance, and then we basically take that and we do another one. So, especially where I'm at, and this is one of the big reasons I chose this place, um, it's a massive, surprisingly, it's a massive destination area. So, we're getting, you know, anywhere from sixty to 80,000 people traveling here um, a week. To Waco? Serious. That's what I said. I was is it like, just because these numbers are wrong? Shit. But no, it's real. It's, it's real. And I don't get it. And I could not, it's, it's Magnolia. Um, there's yeah. a BSR water park where they have like the U S Olympic surf team come out and train out here. Uh, um, there's, 
there, there's just a lot of stuff. It's right in between uh, uh, Dallas. Oh, it's a college town. Yeah, college town. Yeah, a lot of football got, games. Yeah, a lot of doctors. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, doctors conferences happen here. So it's yeah. just a huge destination for um, short for, tra- for travelers for short term mm-hmm. rentals, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. because the hotels. It's a smaller town. The hotels they're starting to get built up, but there's not a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as when people come here, usually they'll come here for something else like Baylor or something else, but they'll, they're going to visit Magnolia. So they mm-hmm. want to have a, an experience. They don't want to have a hotel room. So by creating these houses that we do, that's why we, we design them differently. We put more, more into them with character and, and craftsmanship than we would if you were just flipping a house mm-hmm. to um, get market value for it. So um, people are coming in and they're paying anywhere from 200 to 500 a night for a house mm. that, you know, we purchased for, I think, well, the most expensive one we've done is the one that's here, which is, I think we, we got it for 160 and oh, we're putting, putting about 20,000 into it. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's actually where, like where you're at now in Waco, it, that makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like here we could buy a house for 500,000 in Denver. And we would have to put 150 into it, mm-hmm. but we might be able to sell it for 950,000. Yeah, right? I mean that is a huge gamble. Roll the dice to say before we start, we're gonna we're gonna shake the dice out for 500 grand. But see, that, right? That's kind of we but the off volume of here because it's the same. Right. It's the same here. It's obviously a lot lower price, but it's the same here. Houses are selling for more. Like this house shouldn't have sold for for 180 or one. Mm-hmm. We bought two. I think it was like 180 something. It shouldn't have sold for that. It should have sold for. 120 130 right but right. due to the hype and, and and the growth that uh waco area is having uh old houses are selling for more and 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 newer houses or remodeled houses are kind of hovering around the same point mm-hmm. so your profit margin has really shrunk to the point yep. where we we were thinking about flipping we're like well we do, like you said we're, we're flipping we're doing all this with a margin of maybe like 60 right. 75 000, and that's right. if market maintains and and just barely grows and I'm like, if anything goes down, like if, if we were in the middle of it and during COVID, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been feasible to, That's right. to accomplish. Yeah. But the Airbnb is guaranteed travel. Yeah. Um, even during COVID, I mean, it was still one of our Airbnbs in town was still bringing in like 30, 3300 bucks a month. Right. And I'm like, this, it's foolproof. And then by the time that the Airbnb, if it ever falls off, we're going to have so much equity and so much right. uh, uh so much growth in the market by then that we'll be able to literally sell that, make our profit and, and go on about our way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, uh, you know, if you can go in cause 300 bucks a night is 300 bucks a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're switching into a different revenue stream. So it's not like buy property, put money into it, sell property. This is like buy property, bring in rental income, which can, yeah. can be, constant so if you can buy something for 150 and still charge 300 tonight you know that's what makes it difficult here in denver it's like well you got to buy something for five hundred thousand, and it's 300 tonight you're like oh shit man you know so when i'm thinking of like texas and waco and even like kansas or a lot of you know it probably is great this will keep me up tonight thinking about this (laughs) there probably are markets where you can say you could really figure out the right set of variables where oh, you yeah. can say, all right, population 
destinations. Um, we already business, found it. Don't business. come to Waco. It's mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Waco. No, no, no. But it's like, <laughs> all right, so college town check. All right. has to have big conferences check. Maybe Fortune 500 check. It has to have this check. Mm, certain yeah. population. But housing values have to stay under this. And you could just say, all right, turns out Lincoln, Nebraska. All right, let's right. go look at buying some property in Lincoln, Nebraska and turning that's those a, into VRBOs. You know what I mean? You say that. That's that's exactly what we did. Um, because when we, because when I, I, we, I went from college in Kansas back to California and then I was like, what mm -hmm. am I going to do? Like, what, where, what are we, what are, where are we going to go live? Because I didn't like California. I didn't like how expensive it was. I was out of college. I had no money. So that's exactly, I made a list. I'm like, so for investment properties, what, what is going to be the, the safest bet in every, you know, for flipping? So say we flip mm -hmm. the market crashes, college town, guaranteed rent, no matter what. Yep. Um, so what, what companies are there? Like, you know, where I was in Kansas, right. that Amazon uh, uh, distribution center yep. came in right before we sold our house. Mm -hmm. Like amazing. So I was looking at, okay, what areas, like we were talking about uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, there's other areas that we were looking yep. into to see like, where where do we have the safest bet regardless of what happens right and we weren't even coming out here to do airbnbs we were kind of more flipping um and that was kind of our mindset it's like we want to flip we want to have houses flip by the end of this next year and then we saw this airbnb market and we just played it out just like you said we have all these reasons that people are going to mm -hmm. come here say magnolia closes down because it's fairly new you never know what could happen we still have university we still have companies mm -hmm. uh, it's still major growth we have all these top golfs and all these things being built mm -hmm. here as well as it's a major hub between dallas and austin so mm -hmm. it, it's like we we just we played it out in that exact same way that like you yeah. just said, where it's like yeah. well say we're flipping we have this option say we're not flipping and we're doing airbnbs or rentals if it all crashes we still have sale value because or resale value because of all the growth that's been happening around us right. during this time so yeah. Yep. It's really calculating the exact path you want to take and making sure that the ones that you aren't going to take are still options if your number yeah. one falls. And this is what makes this stuff so interesting to me, right? Because 25 minutes ago, I'm saying, you know, just do one thing really, really well, right? Mm -hmm. um, which I still agree with. But if you're listening to this podcast now and you're like, oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Why don't I go buy a property for, you know, and then... Uh, rent it out for 300 bucks. So I'll put 30 grand into it, make it really nice, put it up on, on uh, Airbnb or VRBO, right? Well, yeah, if you're in an area that can support yeah. that model, but if you're in California right now, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to go in and buy something for 750,000 and then rent it out. You're going to have to have like right. a 75% rental rate to make yeah. your money back, you know? So that may not be what you do there. And I think like, Shane and I were just talking about this uh, here in Denver, where the housing market is so insane. Um, I mean, you, literally, if you're not the first people in in the first 15 minutes, you're, you're pretty much out on anything that comes yeah. on the market. So That's that true. tells me it's like, all right, well, then we need to do new construction, but we needed to do it in a way that is different, right? And um, I can still go buy a lot for 200 grand. And I can put something on there um, or 150 grand and we can build something and be 340,000, but then we'll get to capture that market, right? right. Instead of um, having to go buy something that's overpriced, that's already dilapidated, strip it down, put more money into it and hope that we didn't price ourselves out of the neighborhood or price ourselves out of the market. So maybe new construction in a really hot market is the way to go. Uh, okay. I, it's really tough, man, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's, 
And yeah, the you thing can, is there yeah. could be multiple, there could be five great options for one area. It's not like 100%. one option is going to be, that's the option for that area. I mean, you might that's have right. three or four or five different ones that are like, okay, this area supports all of these. That's yep. great. Um, it, it all comes down to just legitimately looking at, and, and I look at a lot of the history because that, that history of the, the, the growth usually predicts exactly what's going to happen. And I mean, that's why Texas won for us. I mean, you can see the, 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 the migration to Texas right now. It's huge. Yeah. So I we mean, just, here is, somebody just moved, uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan just moved, Joe Rogan yeah, just moved to just Texas. Moved. Yeah. yeah. It was like Austin oh, or something. Oh. Yeah. 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 He, he was like, I'm done. I'm done with California. I'm out. I mean, after I'm, it sucks. It really does. Like I was in California. I mean, and I was like, I wanted to buy land. I wanted to have acreage. I wanted to have trucks. I wanted to have, you know, all these different things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even buy an empty lot with like a weed on it <laughs> because like, it's like $300,000. Yeah. And then I got to right. build a house and pay 80 grand before I can even break ground. So right. it, it just made right. no sense. Cause I'm like, I literally, literally every dollar I could get would literally only buy me the So that's why i mean at some point you got to understand and a lot of people don't realize this who live in expensive areas you can go outside your area and do this you don't have to necessarily do it in your backyard if you want to move or if you want to you know get an infrastructure somewhere else i know a lot of guys from california that i'm in contact with that i've helped buy property and and they Mm -hmm. now have airbnbs here in waco Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where don't just you know take yourself out of the running because you don't live there right right yep no it's such that's so spot on to me. I had, I had a guy I was working with, same job, colleague. You know, we both make six figures. And I can't remember how it happened. I think I saw that he posted something like, hey, just bought a new house. And he was in Mississippi. And I'm like, what does your wife do? And he's like, mm, she's a nurse. Uh, no, she's not. Because it was like a 7,000 square foot house yeah, with right. like a pool. And I'm like, you bought that on this pay? And he's yeah. like, yeah, man, you should try Mississippi, not Colorado. I'm like, oh it's my insane. God, man. Insane, I'm, dude. I'm trying to get my parents to move now. They live in, I don't know if you know, San Luis Obispo in California. Oh, yeah. And and they have three, four, I think it's four and a half acres right outside city limits. I mean, that thing is worth a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to keep keep it going. I mean, it's expensive to run. And I'm like, you guys could literally sell that buy a mansion with a pool, a spa, a suite, a second story, a helicopter, and still have like a million two left over. And, yeah. and right, right, right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's that, there's that tie to California, which I totally understand. But there's just, when you move places, like when I moved here and I saw what, what you get for 400,000, I came from California. I was like, you can get yeah. what? Like it's not I could mm-hmm. make that on four hundred thousand. So no. that's when I was like, I don't care what like, the John, like, I'll be inside. You could be the mayor. You could be the mayor. Seriously, <laughs> I'll take it. Sign me up. <laughs> it's insane. We'll put you in Waco Entrepreneur of the Year. Like what? Right? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, as soon as people coming out here, yeah. man. It's it's all people from California. Yeah. They're coming out here just in in surgeons, and I think. Yep. The biggest wake-up call for us is going to be when that starts to really slow down. People that are, have lots of money coming out of Texas and lots of money coming out of California that literally are just dropping cash on houses out here. And to yeah. us, that's really expensive. To them, that is sold their $1.3 million home and they're upgrading to a seven or $800,000 house here and they can pay cash yeah. for it. 
Right. So yeah, when that yeah. starts yeah. to slow down, I think is when we're going to see our little bit of, you know, I call it the bubble and, and I've been, I've been deemed a conspiracy theorist in many, many realms, but <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you what's going to happen is not going to be pretty. And that's why I'm trying to make sure that, you know, the people that we talk to and the people we work with are understanding of the fact that things are going to change and might as well get yours while it's there, right? What's yours is yeah. yours. Yeah. Um, but be ready for a big swift change at some point and it's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's coming up quick. And I think well, at that point, there'll be another opportunity, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, 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 that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's But that's what's nice about real estate. If you're able to hold on to your asset, mm-hmm. right? If you yeah. have something going on, it's uh, even if you're making money on it now, but to have it, I mean, look, there are people, uh, well, go back to the house that I, that I got, Shane, that we ended up flipping. Right. Is, so I bought my house in City Park, which is like downtown Denver, uh, got in at the right time, bought it for like 240 grand. And then the market crashes, 2008. And then it's like, I got to get out of this house. You know, um, uh, we had the restaurants going while I was running thin. It's like, let's just sell my house to our company and then we'll just flip it and we'll get rid of it. Right. And which is what we ended up doing. And um, I think well, what, what did we buy it for? Like three ten chain, and then we yeah just under three, yeah. and then we sold it for like four or something. <laughs> if I would have just been able to hold on to it, that house is like nine hundred grand now. Jeez. You know what I mean? It's like so if you can, you know, because you're right. At some point, it will come down. At some point, the stock market will come down. At some point, uh, yeah. real estate values will drop, but ultimately they'll continue to climb. Corrections, um, yeah, yeah, corrections are going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and so if you can hold on to it, hold on to it. Long run, you're always going to make money, um, but you just got to know when to exit and what your exit plan is going to be and what mm-hmm. you're going to roll it into. And, yeah. and John's right. You can, you know, people get stuck in this mindset of, well, I live here, so I got to look here. No, you don't. You can look in a, you know, neighborhood 45 minutes away, an hour away, or you yeah. can look at another state, you know, yeah. why not Lincoln, Nebraska? Why yeah. not Waco? Because I mean, if you, you think know? about the, the, like when people are used to, like they're like they're looking for actual property in their area which is you know three times more expensive than somewhere else mm-hmm. if you have the the capital to do that it, it you i mean the, the crazy thing when i was looking to flip in california i was looking at you know i was i had found a four hundred thousand dollar house i was going to put you know i think 160 into it but it was only going to sell for i think like mid sevens on a good day so i was like it's a tiny margin yeah. for a huge amount of money yeah. and then i look in texas and i'm like wait i can buy a house for 80 grand I can put 40 into <laughs> right, it right, right, and I can right. sell it for like three. Th- Wait a minute. I can do with like <laughs> half the capital and, and make the same, if not same more. Profit. Pro- right, right. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm out. You can like, cut like your the- exposure in half. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, I would love to do it in California. Once I have the money to, there's a lot of uh, uh, business ideas that I have for real estate in California. But again, like at this stage in time, I don't have the capital to literally be playing with, you know, close to a million dollars on each project right. with, a, a margin, a profit margin that's, you know, hundred thousand. And I'm like, yeah, can't do it. Yeah. Can't do yeah it. It's tough, yeah. man. It is tough. Well, what's the next on your agenda? What do you got going? What, what do you have cooking right now? You still, are you got projects going? Yeah, we still have, we have one Airbnb, well, two Airbnbs because the house that I'm living in now is going to be an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. We're just mm-hmm. working, living and working on this one mm-hmm. while we're working on this one. Um, then we're building a barn and we're actually going to turn this into a Airbnb, but it's also going to be a wedding venue because we have, um, ah, about nice. four acres here. Uh, yep. um, so it's going to be kind of a, just a business lot. We're just going to do business yep. here. Um, a lot of different ways. And then 
I've actually gotten into um, some social media stuff that I'm starting to explore. Um, a lot of brands are reaching out to do sponsorships. So I'm going to start creating more content while I flip houses. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing more Airbnbs. I guess I want to say flip. We're going to do more Airbnbs. I think our next Airbnb is going to be a new build. Uh, we're going to buy land. We're actually going to build from the ground up with Airbnb in mind. So just build like a resort. Um, and then I'm actually diversifying that by getting a lot of sponsors from social media and getting them integrated into the Airbnb. Um, for example, we have for Airbnb, this isn't really specific for anything else. For Airbnb, we had cafe appliances um, donate all their appliances into this house and they're going to feature it in a catalog. And that alone sparks interest from people all across the United States saying this is a cafe line house. Mm-hmm. They're already coming to Waco. And now mm-hmm. we just so, so now we're on the mindset of we're going to continue doing Airbnbs but I'm, I'm coming at it with a different marketing strategy of becoming um, a brand. So we have mm-hmm. Dawson Co. Homes. We have uh, the Dawson House, which is there in, in downtown Waco. And then these are going to be, uh, I think it's uh, the Dawson Ranch is going to be out here. So I'm really trying to build this brand of quality, of, of a level of service, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of go off this Airbnb short-term rental. Um, you know, we want to be like the Airbnb version of, or like the, the Dawson Co., version of like the Hilton, but in Airbnbs, gotcha. um, which is kind of my mm-hmm. scaling. So I really want to create mm-hmm. a, a, what would you call it? A service, a service mm-hmm. company um, mm-hmm. of rentals, yeah. of short-term rentals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're sitting down now. And this, and this is fairly new. This we've been going over this for the last probably four or five months. So it's still, we're still in the works. We're getting plans together because we don't want this to be just Texas. Um, I don't like putting too many eggs in one basket. We're probably going to do three or four here um, max. And then uh, we're going to start branching out to other, other areas, whether it be Austin, Houston, Dallas, um, Tennessee, um, all these different areas, because we want to diversify and not have all of our um, Airbnbs in one microclimate. Yeah, absolutely, sense. man. I yeah. love that. No, no, yeah. no. You're branding your name, which is the most exactly. important part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I want people to, I want people to have a Dawson Homes tour. We're going to go yeah. stay in every Dawson Homes. <laughs> 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 love Implement some really, some, add some weird stuff to it. Add some, you mm-hmm. know, one and only, you can only see it here. And, and it's, it's yeah. crazy with the way social media works. Um, real estate really should be tagging along with the way social media works yep. because you're creating this. Um, people don't want business anymore. They want experiences. Everybody wants something they can take a picture by someone they, everybody wants to brag on social That's media right. social media has become the new reality um right. we mm-hmm. almost live more on that than we do in real life so if you can create a brand where people want to take that picture at that place that everyone says is that cool yep. and that's your place everyone's coming exactly. magnolia's crushed it with that so it's it's mm-hmm. that's kind of my goal and my direction yeah you're 100 percent right man i mean obviously it's been working for you the last few years i mean i kind of i remember when I think when I first found you, I don't think you had more than like 2,000 followers. Oh, probably team. not. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, was probably like I mean, within like a year, I'm like, you got, this guy is crushing it. What is he doing? I'm like, I better, I need to get up and like figure out what's going on and how these guys are doing yeah. this. Like, John's crushing it. Thanks. So good for you, man. I'm, I'm, it's super fun. It's been fun to watch this progress over the last couple of years for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and keep it going because that's the thing I've been harping on with some of these kids that I'm helping out. And I call them kids in their early 20s actually some of them are still in high school. Um, but they're, but they're, they're huge go-getters, they're hustlers yeah. and they understand social media. Obviously they grew mm-hmm. up with that. So a lot of people are just, they have this still kind of this misnomer and Evan included, not, you mm-hmm. know, like, well, I don't know. I don't know. But the, the thing is I've gotten 
more leads in the last six months for different kinds of projects, real estate, construction, whatever it is, off of social media. Yep. People are calling me saying, hey, I saw your last video. Hey, I saw your Instagram. I, I used to get only, I, I used to pride myself on not marketing anything. And it was yeah. just word of mouth, right? Now it's all about someone's like, well, you should just go see him on whatever, you know, social media platform, fill in the blank kind mm -hmm. of thing. And they go and they call me immediately. And you're right. As soon as they see it on that side, like, oh, he did so-and-so project and he was on TV for it or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. want to go talk to him. You don't even need credentials, sadly, at this point. I, I, I rarely know. get asked. I yeah. rarely get asked. They I have people. John Dawson. Yeah, exactly. They came from California. They came from uh, uh, Venice. And they're just like, yeah, we're buying a $400,000 house. We're going to put about $200,000 into it. And I'm like, sounds great. If you ever want someone to look at it and, you know, give you some numbers, let me know. And they didn't even show up here. They're like, yeah, so like, can you get it done for us? I'm like, literally, like they gave me the job before I even gave him a number. And I was like, but like, you want to shop around? Yeah. But anyway, people, people see your personality. They, they see what yeah. you do. And they're just like, they just, they feel like you know you. That's why I say exactly. you sell a personality, not a product. Yep. Um, people, if they see you on social media talking about things that are intricate, talking about the attention to detail, talking about how this wasn't done just right and it bothers you, they're like, well, he's going to have that same mindset with my property or he's going to have that same you know, mentality when it comes to the investment property that he's doing or whatever. Yep. People take that more than you trying to sell. I'm the best option for you. So you see, we're, we're going to get it done. We have this, this, and this, and this. Then they're like, well, now you're trying to, to earn my business. Whereas the way I have it set up now and every, every single job we did last year, except for one of them was through social media, mm -hmm. um, through Instagram specifically, actually. And um, it just comes down to being like, look, I'm going to take the exact same care that I took of all these other projects that you see on my Instagram. Yours is going to be the next one in line. It's going to be the same thing. And, and it's, it's insane. It's weird. Like, it's like, I don't, like, they're my friends and they're giving me jobs, even though I don't know them. I don't right. know. It's weird. I don't know how to say this. It's like, people react that way because of it. Mm. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I, Evan used to harp on like, you know, we're transparent. We're the transparent builders. You know, if you got a question, we're going to answer it. You're going to get the answer. Maybe you don't like the answer, but we're going to be transparent yeah. with you. And that's what it is. It's that window into your life and people, mm -hmm just accept that as like very, very trustworthy because mm -hmm. they're watching you not knowing they're watching you and you not knowing they're watching them. And they're like, well, if this guy can, you know, talk about this and this, and he's obviously knowledgeable yeah. about it, then why would we not go with him? It's just like, I mean, they're basically able to interview you, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever way that is without even having to meet you. And it's, yeah, the more it's been that fly on the wall and seeing what yeah, they think the you might not the want them to see, but like, mm -hmm. you know, and these people like, like I had messages from like, oh, I've been following you for about a year now and I love your work mm -hmm. and we just bought a house and I'm just like, like they know me like they feel like yeah. I've never heard of them, but they know me they've seen my stories they see how active I am on that. And it's just, it's not a we want to see what your price is it's like we want you to do it like I have people that I mean, lined up for 2021, which I wish I didn't. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about that now, like crap. Um, and, and they're just like, when they hit me up, what I think is the beginning of this year, they're like, yeah, we want you to do it. And I'm like, well, I haven't given you a price. Like, we don't care. We, we see what you do yeah. on Instagram. We know you're honest. We just want you to do it. And, and it's great, but you also have to maintain that, that level of, of professionalism the entire way through. Yeah. Cause I've also on the flip side done the same thing where I had these friends from Instagram where I did a house for them and then their sister comes in and they want to do a house and I don't get everything perfectly in line because it's a friend of a friend that's, you know, whatever. And then I don't get that one document signed and then they mm. screw me because I kind of got comfortable with the whole friendship thing. 
And that's another thing. So it's like, it's friendship, but it also needs to maintain that perfect professionalism yeah, along the that's way. The, that's the key with that is understanding that the, yeah, you, they may know you through social media, but, but you don't, know you don't the really know them. Are. Yeah. You <laughs> them the same way. And you still, have, yeah. like you said, be professional and be careful and make everything by the book. Yeah. No they what. may I be serial killers. Family, so. They could be yeah. serial killers. They could be serial killers. Is that a coffee pot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, a smart yeah. brew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now let me ask you, you said that people call you and, and say, hey, listen, I want you to do a house. Are they saying to you that they want you to help find them a house, you buy it, you renovate it, and then sell it to them? Or are they buying it and hiring you to then renovate it? I, they, do, they do both. I don't have my real estate license. I'm actually in the process of getting it. I'm like, I have one more class left. But mm -hmm. they usually are like, hey, like, can you find a house? We want to remodel. We want this. And they want me to do that. And I'm like, I, I only do the remodel side. So I'll put them in contact with my real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And then he, he finds it for him. And then I just saw thousands of dollars going out the window. And I was like, I should probably get my real estate <laughs> license. So I'm currently doing that because I don't know Everybody if I'll hear that. Please listen to that comment. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's crazy. So, I mean, I'm getting it. I, I don't think that's the avenue I want to take. But, but even then, I, I, like I said, like I love learning. I love having credentials regardless of, I mean, if I buy or sell four houses of my own, I mean, I've already made every dime back that I put into the class. So mm -hmm. um, it's something I'm just going to get, but I do have, I mean, my reach on Instagram is it's pretty broad. Even when I had only a few followers, it was all across the country and so many people were moving here. So many people wanted investment properties here. I mean, probably 40, 50, 60 grand of commissions that I just handed out to, to other right. through right. four or five people that asked me. Yep. So, um, but you're not buying the houses, renovating no. it, and then saying, here's the money. They're coming in, they're buying it. They're and buying they it. They want to pay you. And then I'm going in, in gotcha. giving them the number. What, what gotcha. is it going to cost to get it livable? Gotcha. What is it going to cost to do this? Mm -hmm. Pulling everything together, subcontractors. Yeah. Basically, just yeah. the contractor via Instagram. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. yeah, we're trying to figure out exactly what, you know, Shane and I have a thousand different ideas of. Or I shouldn't even say ideas. We're, we're weighing what opportunity I think that we want to go through. Wouldn't you think that's a better way to say it, Shane? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, it's kind of like the picked opportunities that work the best right now. Shane yeah. and I already know that we can find property, evaluate it correctly, buy it, and sell it. Um, but we're, we're trying to figure out, is that, is that what we want to do? Or do we want to – look, we've, I'm interested on the VRBO and Airbnb stuff because that is one thing that Shane and I have been talking about is saying – Hey, listen, let's, you know, Denver, of course, there's a lot of people that come to Denver, but one of the opportunities we think happens in Denver is people wanting to get the fuck out of Denver for right. a day or two, right? Yeah. When you only got 45 minutes and you're like in God's country up in the mountains, right? It's just like there's, and, and the lots in land actually get substantially cheaper. You can drive 45 minutes, be on three acres and be on the side of a mountain, you know? And then you dope. can go hunt for a day. You can go fish for a day. You can, if it's winter, you can go snowmobiling for a day. It's like what we should be doing potentially is doing new construction VRBO, but just owning this 45 minute hour outside of Denver market where mm -hmm. you just want to get out for a weekend. You want to get out for a couple of days. That's We've been talking. Yeah. Like yep. this little yep. quick getaway thing. Um, and, Cause it's just getting so congested here, but you still mm -hmm. can get out. But we're also looking at, you know, my goal, something I, and I just said this to you the other day, Shane, I think, is, or my dream, 
my like retirement, my old man dream, right? Is <laughs> besides sitting on the front porch drinking whiskey, listening to records and whittling wood or something, right? <laughs> and being like left the fuck alone. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right. Like, where's dad? He's he's you know where he's leave at. him alone. Just leave him alone. He'll he'll be back in a couple hours. Um, is uh, uh, I would love to have that multi-use property, and you kind of right. talked about that, like. Yeah. I got 15, 20, 30 acres, that kind of thing, right? We have some of these places. So I'm going to, we're going to take this, we're going to rent it out for, uh, whoops, we're going to rent it out for, um, for the yoga retreat. This is going to be for a exactly. business. This is going to be for uh, if you, corporate training. And over here is a wedding. And I can imagine nothing better than getting up and getting on my quad and just pulling some little trailer full of wood somewhere because I got to fix a fence post. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? It's like, that's my day today. I'm going to go that's rake. That's all I got to do. I'm, I'm going to go rake. Yeah, I'm going to go upside rake. upside down when you're pushing <laughs> the dirt. <laughs> but like that multi-use business property kind of uh, yep. is something have, I'm super We actually super have one right about. across the street from us. It's called uh, Gathering Oaks. Um, they do, they have this big main house and they have a pool mm -hmm. with it. And the main house is like 750 bucks a night. Um, they have a wedding venue, um, kind of, but it's kind of only for like friends and family of the property mm -hmm. owners. Um, but then they have a bunch of little out houses. That's not the right word. Outbuildings that mm -hmm. are like little bunk rooms, but they're like right. kind of cute. Like, like oh, mm -hmm. you put a horseshoe on the wall. Like, yay. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> people like, they, they like it. They, you know, yeah. like I don't fully understand it. Ex exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a Texas yeah. star, guys. Yeah. 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 country. It's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you're like five minutes out of town so like, hold, hold your horses here yeah, yeah. but but it, it blows up i mean like we have people overflowing staying because we have a little my office that got turned into an airbnb somehow um <laughs> it's just so it's a studio apartment and we have people overflowing from them coming to stay here and mm -hmm. they they're booked all the time and i'm talking about like if they have all those things booked they're making like 10 grand a night they have like 13 of them or something that's crazy and it's right there's like a little loop around they can ride mm -hmm. the kids can go out and play in the big front yard mm -hmm. um, the driveways like half a mile off the, the the highway so it's like this oasis where where families can go they have uh retreats there like you said they have uh mm -hmm. uh business like team building skills or mm -hmm. whatever. but they they basically capitalize on these annual retreats where it's like well right. now they just already have this guaranteed income for mm -hmm. you know three months out of the year so now they only have to fill up the other few months of the year with with you know customers and mm -hmm. it's it's i mean the three months probably already pay their bills 100 so everything else past that is profit and right. it's a genius plan because even when COVID hit they people were coming out here that's why our property is perfect because no matter what's going on people like you said want to escape that that little drive out of town to where it feels mm -hmm. like on all this land mm -hmm. um and even if it's kids that grow up in the city and their parents want them to go out and run around and see some right. cows and horses and donkeys yep. and all that stuff, which we have out here. If you can find that spot up in the hills, it's insane how many people are actually looking for that. How many city slickers who you would never think would want to go out there would love to do that. And, and they pay, they pay. Well, and I think one thing, you know, they pay. And I think one thing about 2020 is this kind of, you see this over-dependency on, what was vacation on what mm -hmm. is the expectation for family travel? What is expectation on how businesses ran? I mean, I can't think of the number of times I was put on a plane just to go have a meeting 
and then fly back. And then it's like when you're forced to do Zoom, you're like, what the fuck are we spending why, so many money why for? Was I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like the flight was 300, the hotel room, and then I put it on the company card. It's like for an yeah. hour meeting, like we could just yeah. do this. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's, and I think a lot of that's changed, but I think yeah. the vacation, the idea of getting away, right. you know, the idea of like, I just, I don't really need to go to Hawaii, although Hawaii's dope and all, but I kind of just need to like disconnect for like three days. Right. right? And you go up there and just have everything quiet down for a minute Mm -hmm. and then hit a reset button. Um, And I think a lot of people are starting to look at VRBOs and looking at, you know, what's around me. Do I really need to get on a plane? Right. Whether it's because of COVID concerns or money, do I really need to spend $15,000 going and travel. I mean, yeah, you might want to go to Italy and go see the world, but for the most part, I think most people just need to get the fuck away for a minute. Like and most people don't like realize do. how much is around what they live. Oh, like, people don't even know. Yeah. Like you have gorgeous 100%. things that are literally minutes away. You yeah, never you can just get in your car and you go. can go see it. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to go rent a place. You can just get in your car and go up there for a day, yeah. right? And just park your car and get out. But yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of new opportunities. Same thing with like the restaurant business. I just had a buddy of mine, Roger Shane, and he was like, he's in Lawrence, Kansas, college town, whatever. Yeah, and more, you know, when we rights. went to yeah, when we went to Dallas uh, for one of these big corporate meeting things, uh, we went to I can't think of what, what, what they're called, but it's like the 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 restaurant conglomerate where basically the food trucks are inside of a building, but they're all the little, and then they share oh, the commissary yeah. area. It's yeah. like a it's like a restaurant compound yeah like there and then they're all little windows so you get all these different things and he's like but we don't need the infrastructure you need a giant barn dominium right? right that you then put the food like literally pull the food trucks in the covered barn dominium and then it's just in the middle is a sea of picnic benches right? or pic, uh, picnic tables and then i do the beer right so i do the bar in the back you can come in, you can get all your food, but on the outside, it's like the Breckenridge Brewery thing here, Shane, where outside it's yeah. fire pits and Adirondack chairs, a stage for some live music now and then, and people are just out there throwing bags, drinking yep. beer. And he's like, Bundle up, drink that, beer, eat food. He's like, that, he's like, because right now, everywhere you go out and eat, you have to eat outside for the most yeah. part. Um, so that's exactly he's like, so that's what he wants here. to do. They, they have the Magnolia, uh, Magnolia at the silos. Um, mm-hmm. I've lived here for how long? I've been there twice, but they have like <laughs> they have. That's this... how you know you're a local. You know, <laughs> oh man, I, I hate going down there. I hate it. Um, but they have this big open area with yep. like a field, like yep. like uh, uh, turf with you know they're playing cornhole. They got soccer balls. They have all the picnic mm-hmm. tables, and then basically lining the fence on the outside of the whole thing there's just food trucks. They have like yep. sweet tea stands and you can go get all your food and then you go everybody all the kids play on the grass they have yep. a stage there so basically what you're talking about um but they close at six o'clock which i'm like why would you do that wow. but anyway they I'll they have they have that structure and get there. a taco and a beer that's what <laughs> yes. i'm saying yes. then I'm i would be like i've six. i've i've been there more times than that but yeah. because yeah. yeah they close early yeah. but i mean they they have all the lights the string lights people love it it's that outside atmosphere on beautiful nights you can go out there and hang out um, I mean, you should just open like, one up that starts at right six. next to <laughs> yeah, and, 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 cool. it's, and it's called Mangolia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's nothing but like just 
Like, so when they close down, you're like, let's go, let's beer, leave Magnolia and go to Magnolia. <laughs> that is genius. That is genius. And it's open till two. Because yes. we've been looking at stuff like that because Texas is the Bible Belt. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, you try to go do something. All these people come here um, and everything closes at around like six, seven. You have restaurants maybe open till 10. Right. Oh, and then nothing. But you have all these, you have 60,000 visitors a, a week coming right. here with right. nothing to do after right. basically six o'clock. So I don't have the money to, but we've, we've looked at buildings. I'm like, gosh, we just need to open up a, a, a courtyard that serves drinks, that serves, yep. you know, yep. uh, snacks like tacos. You know, you can have a special guest playing music. You can have like mm-hmm. the, big, the bag chairs, all these mm-hmm. other things where all these Magnolia goers, all these people that have come here for BSR who've been training out in the water park all day, have a place to go at 9, 10, 11, 12, right. yeah. Yeah. because I mean, and it's a college town and like there's little bars down by the university by Baylor but there's no place where people can like just gather and hang out um, huh. while maintaining distance. Everything is, is, is right. starting camp. And I, and I think that it sometimes just takes a real hard, you know, kick in the teeth yeah. to all of a sudden for something to finally change. And, you know, like the idea of going to a restaurant and getting on a weight and sitting at a table, you're like, what am I doing there? What I'm doing there is I'm, I'm not cooking, number one. Right. Uh, I'm not cleaning up the stuff I cook, number two. And I'm probably going to eat food that's better than what I'm eating. Do I really need to be in the booth or do I just right. want the food and I want to be with friends? And I think yeah. that um, thinking that you had to do that inside of an actual physical structure that costs an immense amount of money to run and operate. And it's like, okay, well, and, and with restaurants, Shane and I can speak to this directly because we had one for five years. It's like the, the operational cost of a restaurant is just, uh, I mean, the, it, you're, you are so ripe for air in there. It takes one thing, you know, it's like you're packed and you're like, why the fuck are we not making money in here? You're like, money tonight. It's like, dude, well, it's the food cost on the spices. You're like, food cost on spices? What the fuck are you talking about right now? You know, you know it's like, uh, you just get one thing wrong. You know, it's just the way that your line is set up and you got your yeah. sous chef. Not, and he's like, dude. But that's what I think is, I, I, I think there's a good opportunity for stuff like that where you say, well, listen, let the food truck people do what they do, right? Give them a place to be, but, I just think there's so many opportunities like that. And sometimes you need a 2020 to kind of reset opportunity, you know, whether that is Mm. travel, whether that is how you eat or how you interact or, I mean, think about what happened for zoom this year. I had never heard of it before 2020. Never heard of it. It's literally changed how business is going to be moving forward. I mean, what a realization to be like, I was like, this is stupid. We don't need to send Evan out to, you know, Atlanta to go talk to a client. Like that was what a waste of money. We could actually pay Evan more money, right? So he doesn't (laughs) leave the company, right? And then just tell Evan you can do it in your fat pants at home. Yep. You know, like yep. oh, it's, dude, I, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes perfect crazy. sense because we've done oh, it to yeah. a certain extent prior. Like, yeah. I mean, Skype was a thing for a long time, a long time. and people were do- doing meetings, but yep. no one, no one really integrated it that heavily. No, and, no. and I feel the same thing with restaurants where it's like, you have this like overhead that like that kills restaurants when it's like, honestly, since, since COVID's hit, 
I've been stoked that people aren't sitting right next to the booth that I'm sitting. I, I, I enjoy right? that. Business. I'm like, yeah. I'm so happy you didn't sit someone right? or sit me next to the loud people that I'm like, yeah. I have like a half a chair of separation from. From. so people enjoy like they're starting to realize like gosh this 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 distancing thing is actually nice like it's mm-hmm. like where there do i get more of this it. like right, right, i've been right, going right. out to eat more <laughs> right, because right, i have right. that i'm like right no totally i can i know but you just, all the time now <laughs> yeah you just need those things i mean i i was talking to my dad about this and my dad retired as like the executive vice president uh blue cross blue shield in kansas and nice. he um he was talking about it where he has the corner office and here he is in a suit and tie every single day. And he's looking out onto his floor or whatever and seeing all of his team and they're all in suit and ties and stuff. And he's just like, are we seeing fucking people today? Like, why are we all wearing suit and ties? What are we do doing? We, do we bring our insured people in here? Why is, why am I in this fucking tie all day long? Right. And it wasn't until really like the Googles and a lot of the dot-com companies started coming and they started putting ping pong tables in. They're like, be comfortable. And yeah. you saw this mm-hmm. like shift uh, when the market, or, or when that bubble happened, where all of a sudden companies are like, why are we asking people to dress professional, right? If, if they're only professional because they're wearing a suit and tie, well, then we don't, we shouldn't hire them, right? You know, right. it's like, as soon right. as I take this tie off, here comes the sexual harassment. You know, like, you know, like, right? like, let's not hire that guy then, you know what I mean? Um, but I think, I think, though, that, you know, there are going to be some really good things out of all the crap that happened uh, yeah. with the 2020. And I'm just looking at what we're doing right now. Um, yeah. And then looking at the opportunity in real estate and uh, how people travel and how people eat and how people interact. And I think for a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are listening for just to hear advice or whether it's actual good advice or not. Hearing us talk about <laughs> to things, be determined. You know I mean? Yeah, determined. we'll see. We'll see how this plays out in five years. <laughs> but look, it, it fucking sucks right now. But yes. in a weird way, it's like, man, if you're really someone who's willing to look at the opportunity and pay attention to what's going on, I mean, yeah. I would have loved to invest in Zoom in oh, February. Man. You know what I mean? Uh, Damn it, how, yeah. how did you not yeah, see this coming? I know, totally, hundred percent, man. It's just like, well, yeah. I was busy raking. Yeah, you're busy you know? raking. Stop <laughs> raking. You're busy teaching somebody to rake. Yeah, yeah not, not letting it go. You know, twenty twenty is good. We're, I've I've dug deep in a lot of different things. With you know, yeah. I've I've been in politics, and regardless of where you stand, it's it's a, been a huge awakening for everyone to just kind of mm-hmm. step back and like and look at humans as humans again, because we really were like, it, it 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 was like a jolt when I when when twenty twenty hit and all this stuff happened. I was like. It like like kind of like everybody just stood stood back and like looked at at just the structure of our nation. Like, yep. why are we like you like you said like why are we sending people across the country and to different countries for for meetings right. when we can literally do it right here and and right. save so many. I mean, you, you think about the planes and, and the money being spent for the companies, the amount of money mm-hmm. you can pay people staying home, the time with family, like mm-hmm. all these things that as Americans we've kind of neglected. You know, family has not been a priority for many people because you know work is number one. And, mm-hmm. and you doing all this traveling when it's like you could have been at home with your family this entire time. Now, yeah. a lot of us are like, get me out of here. I want to travel. I want to get away. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it really is that awakening where people like step back and like, we could put our time and energy into so many other places. We can create businesses that have less overhead and put more people in, in like, like the food truck idea, put more people in mm-hmm. power of their own businesses. Mm-hmm. But we, bring, we, we give them the common ground to do that. Um, it's it's going to be really cool. The next, the next <laughs> five years, the next 10 years, 
I'm really excited to see how, how social media, how, how the internet and, and business is looking more to really grow because real estate is now becoming, it's coming back as people are starting to want to have these real estate investments and properties. It's not all in that Facebook world where everyone is like, I need to make an app. People still right. are doing that, but people really want to have that tangible location right. again. Yep. And it's really yep. going to grow here in the next five to 10 years. I agree, man. I agree. Yeah, 100%. 100% well, can we do this again? Man, you've been great. Yeah, yeah this, I'm done. Well, I'd yeah, love to have John back on for sure, man. I, I, like I said, I, I've really enjoyed watching you grow and explode, especially on the social media side. You're right. That, I mean, that's why I'm jumping into it as hard as I am as well. It's just yeah. Evan and I just know we see so many opportunities coming from all the stuff we just talked about. And, um, I'm really excited to see where this goes. So yeah, we yeah. want to we'll definitely have you back on check in. Awesome. With you. I appreciate you guys um, having me. Yeah, yeah man. man. This Just is great. Keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, why don't you just go ahead and plug yourself real quick. Yeah, give yourself get a hold plug. of you, give your IG, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at John J O N underscore Dawson. Um, and I mean, that's, that's pretty much where you're going to find all my content. I mean, if you go there and follow me there, you'll, you'll see all the tangents of everywhere I go. I do a lot of different stuff. So I would say go to my Instagram, J O N underscore Dawson. And that's where you can find pretty much everything. Cool. Yeah. We'll put that up on the video too, but yeah, you guys go, go follow him right away. Cause, uh, you want to learn how things are done and, and not just the construction world, but real estate investments. John's a smart dude. He's a hustler. Um, and it, yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun watching him and we'll have you back on soon. Yeah. Okay. That's good, it. man. I yeah, man. It. Thank you. And you guys can follow me at Evan underscore the raker. You should change it to that. That'd be how to, how to learn. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> He's got just, his own YouTube be, channel, How to Rake nothing, Dirt. How to Rake. No, yeah, nothing but pictures of me raking dirt. <laughs> All awesome. right, man. This has been good, brother. We'll uh, we'll do this again, and we'll, we'll, awesome. we'll stay in touch, man. Hopefully. Uh, awesome. Hopefully, outside of this environment, our, our paths cross. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, John. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. All right, guys. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. All right. All right you too. Later. Bye.